Let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb. Once upon a time, there was a goat who wanted to be friends with the fox. The goat had been warned many times to stay away from the fox, for the fox was a very crafty animal. But despite all these warnings, the goat wouldn't listen to advice. She wanted to make friends with the fox, so she was always looking for an opportunity to go along with him. Well, one day the fox fell into a deep well from which he could not get out. The goat passed by shortly afterwards and asked the fox what he was doing down there in the well. Oh, have you not heard, said the fox, there's going to be a great drought, it's prophesied, so I jumped down here in order to be sure to have as much water as I may need. I would advise you to do the same. In fact, there's room for both of us down here in this well. Why don't you come down and join me? Well, the goat thought that the fox was very kind and wanted to be his friend. So the goat jumped down into the well. But as soon as she did, the fox jumped on the goat's back. Then the fox put his feet on her long horns and managed to jump up to the edge of the well. And as he was turning to leave, the fox said, Goodbye, foolish goat. And remember next time, never trust a friend who will pull you down. If you follow a fox into a pit, don't be surprised when you end up stuck in the pit. If you walk with those living in darkness, you'll live in darkness as well. If you follow a sinner into sin, you'll end up bound with his chains, captured by his sin, and imprisoned with his shame. That's why if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. You can predict your future based on the company you keep. That's the message in our sermon today, but before we learn more, let's bow our heads and pray together. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you for the fellowship of the Holy Spirit that we have with you and one another as we study your word. We ask you to come upon us right now and enlighten our minds with your truth. We submit to you. We bind every voice that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit, the power to enlighten in our hearts and minds, the power to give us the grace to obey, and the power to give us the friends we need to reach your proper destination. We thank you by faith in Jesus' name, and everybody said amen and amen. I invite you to take a moment right now, join your faith with mine, put your hand on your chest and say after me, Lord Jesus, speak to my heart, change my life, manifest your glory in me, in Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, welcome to Truth for Today. You picked a great day to join me to study God's Word as we continue our sermon series titled, How to Predict Your Future. Throughout this month, we're on a quest to discover the truths from God's Word that will help us predict our future. For the fact is, when you can see ahead and see what's coming in your life, you can make the changes needed to avoid danger. When you can predict your future, you can redirect your course to success. So before we begin today's teaching, let's take a moment to review what we learned so far as it provides a foundation for what we're going to study today. We began this series last week with the sermon titled, The Rule of the Road. Simply put, the rule of the road states this, the road leads where the road leads. 
In other words, your direction determines your destination. I can tell you right now where you will end up tomorrow based on the road you're on today. This is true in the natural realm. After all, every geographical road leads to a predictable destination. But the rule of the road also applies to every area of your life. It's true spiritually, emotionally, financially, and physically. You will end up at a destination based solely on the road you travel. For the fact is, direction, not intention, determines your destination. And it's your decisions that determine your direction. Your choices don't create events on a calendar. They create the road you travel. You cannot make fleshly decisions and end up with spiritual success. You cannot make foolish decisions and obtain the reward of the wise. So to get to the right destination, you have to make destination-based decisions. Don't choose on the beauty of the road or the comfort of the journey. Don't choose based on your feelings in the moment. Look at the destination God has given you and follow the road that will take you there. Make the daily decisions now that will keep you on the right road. And that brings us to today's truth. See, one of the most important decisions you can make in life's journey is the company you keep along the road. The people you associate with can hinder your journey or make it smoother. They can keep you on the right road or lead you to the wrong road. And you can predict your future based on the company you keep. That's the truth for today that you'll find in your sermon notes. We prepare sermon notes every week free of charge so that you can follow along with me as we study the Word of God together. The sermon notes are available on my Facebook page, at my YouTube channel, and on my website. So I invite you to get out your notes now and follow along with me as we discover three steps to a better future with better friends. There at the top of your notes, you'll find our scripture text for today. Our text is taken from Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. Now, receive the word of the Lord. Blessed is the person who does not follow the advice of wicked people, take the path of sinners, or join the company of mockers. Rather, he delights in the teachings of the Lord and reflects on his teachings day and night. This man is like a tree planted by rivers of water, which gives its fruit at the right time, and its leaf never dries up. Whatever he does will work out well for him. Let's all read that last sentence out loud together. Are you ready? Go. Whatever he does will work out well for him. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your heart today. And may whatever you do work out well for you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Think carefully about these verses with me for a moment. God tells us plainly that the road you choose leads to the reward you receive. The Bible is giving us an emphatic declaration that choices lead to consequences. Decisions lead to a destination. And if you want to end up at the destination of success, you have to choose your friends wisely. If you want whatever you do to work out well for you, you have to avoid the wrong friends. You have to avoid the advice of bad people. Don't walk the road with sinners. Don't join the group that mocks other people. Simply put, who you travel with will determine where you travel to. So let's examine three steps to a better future with better friends. And here's your first step today. Understand the important influence 
of friends. That's the first truth we gain from Psalm 1. Who you associate with has a powerful influence on your life. You can predict your future based on the people you are closest to in life. In fact, it's not only in Psalm 1, but the Bible also teaches us this truth in other places. Listen to Proverbs 13.20. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the one who walks with fools will be destroyed. If you walk with the wise, you'll become wise. In other words, if you spend time with wise people and listen to them and do life together with them, you'll become wise yourself. Wisdom is contagious. In fact, the influence of the godly in our lives is invaluable. That's why Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. We can all think of friends that have influenced us positively. God has brought people into our lives many times at just the right time to help us and guide us and encourage us. This is certainly true in my life. It was my friend, Bruce Vernon, who introduced me to the ministry of Agape in the USA back in 1977. At just the right time, when I needed help and direction, he drove me to an Agape meeting in Texas and introduced me to the ministry. Because of him, I joined the ministry and began working as an evangelist. It was my friend, William Amogero, who invited me to Nigeria in 1981. I went and lived in his home in Sapale, and he helped launch me into missions work in Africa. If not for William Amogero and his friendship, I may never have come to Africa to serve the Lord. It was my friend, Kent Hodges, who encouraged me during the darkest days of my life in 1994, when I wasn't certain if I should continue in ministry here in Africa. Kent gave me advice that kept me going. His influence helped encourage me to move to Ghana and start the ministry here in Accra. As I look back over my life and ministry, it's the influence of the right people at the right time that has kept me on course, that has lifted me when I was down, that has corrected me when I was wrong. For the fact is, godly friends will bring you to a better future. But sadly, the opposite is also true. Proverbs 13.20 gives us the good side of godly friendship, but it also promises the bad side of wrong friends. Listen again to the two-edged sword of God's word. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the one who walks with fools will be destroyed. When you walk with fools, you'll be destroyed. You don't just become foolish, you get destruction. There's a blessing that comes from associating with the right friends and a blessing that comes from not associating with the wrong friends. And today, you can begin to shift your future when you take inventory of your friends. Who are you walking with? Who are you standing with? Who is seated around you? What type of people are they? For they hold a powerful place in your life. So here's your first takeaway truth for today. You become like the company you keep. This is what the Bible says in Proverbs 22, 24 to 25. Listen carefully. Don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul. The truth is, if you want to share the lifestyle of the wicked, then you'll also share the downfall of the wicked. You can't share their sin and not share the consequences. That's why Proverbs 1, 14 to 15 warns us of the danger of going along with unbelievers. Sinners will tell you, come, throw in your lot with us. We'll all share the loot 
my child, the Bible says, don't go along with them. Stay far away from their paths. You may think you'll share the spoils with your friends, but you'll really only share the heartbreak. You can't trust the wicked to help you in any way. The Bible says don't go with them, for the truth is if you adjust your lifestyle to rhyme with sinners, then you're going to end up going astray. That's the lesson we can learn from the tragic true story of a man named William Miller from Pennsylvania, USA. William Miller was an exemplary citizen in his community all of his life. He served in the U.S. Army. He married a lovely young lady from the local community. He raised his family and built his house in the small town of Atglen. He was a crane operator and worked hard to support his family. For 75 years... He was a model citizen. He was never arrested, never in trouble. But all that changed when William's wife died. Lonely and restless, William Miller fell into the wrong crowd. Listen to his words. I just missed her and I couldn't sit still, William confessed. He woke up every morning and stared at his wife's picture. To ease the loneliness, he found a new set of friends in Atglen. They began coming to the house every day. They began passing the night, and eventually they introduced him to the world of hard drugs. In order to keep his new friends, William Miller went along with their plans. They used his home to set up shop and began selling cocaine from his house. They used his position to cover their drug sales. For 75 years, William Miller was a law-abiding citizen, but in a matter of a few months, the wrong crowd led him to a life of crime. And so at the age of 75, William Miller was caught by the police for selling cocaine. He went to court and was convicted and sentenced to prison. As he was led away in handcuffs to begin serving his two-year sentence, Miller said, It was so good before my wife passed away. If she had been alive, this never would have happened. We had everything together. Afterwards, I just fell into the wrong crowd. From his prison cell, William Miller echoes what the Apostle Paul teaches us in 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. The fact is we all need friends. Friends are a a vital necessity in life, just the same way food is. You can survive without food for a period of time, but not forever. And you can survive on your own for a while, but not forever. You can't thrive without the right friends. But some of us are more careful about choosing the food we eat than we are about the friends we associate with. There are many of us that would not eat at certain chop bars because they're not hygienic. And yet as careful as we are, about what we put into our stomach, we are not careful at all with who we associate ourselves with. We'll make friends with just about anybody, never minding the consequences of our choices. But people who understand the important influence of friends won't just allow friendship to develop by chance. Your relationships are either an asset or a liability. And people who are successful in life are insightful when choosing friends. And that's our second step to a better future with better friends. You must practice insightful involvement with friends. 
The fact is, friendship is one area you have a lot of control over. You can choose your friends. You may not be able to choose the people you work with or those you go to school with, but you can choose the amount of time you hang with them personally. You can determine the level of influence you allow them to have in your life. And in order to have a better future with better friends, you have to be intentional to pursue the right ones. In order to shift to the next level in life, you often have to sift out wrong relationships. That's why Proverbs 12, 26 says, the righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. And if most of us are honest today, we would have to admit we've not been very intentional about choosing our friends. Most of us have friends based on chance. We happen to meet somebody and we struck up a conversation with him or her without giving any thought to where that friendship would lead. We'll befriend anybody who's friendly to us, but not everybody who seems friendly is a true friend. That's the lesson we can learn from what happened to the movie actress named Yvette Vickers. All her life, Yvette Vickers lived to please other people. When married men wanted her as their mistress, Yvette said yes. When film producers wanted her to dress provocatively and act promiscuously on stage, Yvette agreed. When friends wanted her to drink, she drank. When photographers wanted her to pose naked, she undressed. It seemed there was nothing that Yvette wouldn't do to win the approval and gain applause. So it's odd that for a woman who spent her entire life pleasing people, none of those people were there for her when she needed them the most. Yvette Vickers, movie actress, model, magazine cover girl, died all alone. The men who used her, the fans who adored her, the family who took from her, none of them were there when she had a heart attack alone at home and died. In fact, not only was Yvette all alone when she died, she remained alone for months after her death. Sadly, it took nearly one year for anyone to notice that Yvette Vickers was missing. For nearly one year, her dead body lay rotting alone at home, just where she died. When the grass in her compound grew tall and unkempt, no one came by. When the shingles on her roof began to come off, no one stopped over. When her house began falling into disrepair, no one seemed to notice. No one called. No one came. No one cared. All her friends in life had simply vanished like a vapor of smoke in the breeze. When she had nothing left to give them, they all walked away. The sad but true story of Yvette Vickers' lonely death sends a sober reminder to all of us today. Not every friend is a true friend. Not everyone who claims to be your friend really cares about you. In fact, sometimes those who appear most friendly are really only out to take what they can get. Once they've gotten what they wanted, they will dump you and desert you. And that's why you have to practice insightful involvement with your friends. The righteous choose their friends carefully. For many of us, friendships have developed simply by proximity. We work by someone or stay in the same hostel, and a friendship just develops. It's not wrong to be friendly, but it's wrong 
not to be selective about the friends who influence your life. It's not wrong to treat everyone with Jesus' love, but it's wrong to get involved with people who lead you down the wrong path. And if you want a better future, you need better friends. You have to use wisdom in your relationships. For 2 Peter 3.17 says, Don't let the errors of wicked people lead you down the wrong path and make you lose your balance. The fact is you cannot allow someone to influence you just because you envy his lifestyle or her success. I'm not just speaking about people you know right now in the flesh. I'm speaking about anybody who influences you. We have to understand today that being insightful in involvement with friends extends beyond face-to-face relationships. You have to be insightful about your involvement in social media too. For many of us are influenced by social media and we're influenced by people who do not share our Christian faith. How many Christians follow people on Facebook just because the person is popular or handsome or influential in society? We idolize talented singers and athletes and actors while we overlook their lifestyles of sin. We read their posts, we follow their fashions, and we're influenced by their views. But we need to redeem our retweets, we need to filter our forwards, and we need to purify our posts. If you don't share the same core values as someone, you should not friend them and you should not follow them. If you follow the wrong people, you'll end up with the wrong destination. Let me tell you today about a man, and then you tell me if you think he would be a good candidate to be your friend or not. Let me describe this man for you, and then you can judge if he should become your friend. By the world's standards, this man had three elements that are important to success. First of all, the man I'm talking about had money. He was a clever man and was able to obtain a high-ranking position as chief financial officer in a rapidly growing organization. In addition to that, the man I'm talking about was good at negotiating contracts. In fact, there was one time when he made more money in one day on one contract than many men make in a whole year. But that's not all. This man also had influence. He moved with the top leaders of his nation. He was able to make deals with those leaders and influence them in their decisions. He had desire to lead and influence. And if he'd wanted to be a politician, it's possible he could have made his way into a prominent and powerful political position. Oh, and he had one more important achievement. This man is famous. His name is known around the world today. I'm sure that every one of us has heard of the man I'm speaking about. So based on the description I've given to you, would you like to be this man's friend? He had money, position, power, influence, and fame. What do you think? Well, let me tell you his name, and then you tell me if you should be his friend or not. For the man I'm speaking about is Judas, the disciple who betrayed Christ. Judas. Judas had money. He was the treasurer for Jesus and the disciples. He made a contract to betray the Lord and was paid 30 pieces of silver for that act. That was a huge sum of money, enough to buy a big piece of land. Judas had influence. He made a deal with the top leaders of Israel. They knew him, and he knew them. Judas is famous. Here we are, nearly 2,000 years later, and everyone knows his name. But would you really want to be a friend of Judas Iscariot? 
See, although Judas had money, he never enjoyed the money he earned. And though he had power, there was a limit to his power. When he tried to rescind his betrayal and have Jesus released, those very leaders turned against him and closed the door on his future. And even though we know his name, not one of us would name our son Judas. His name is known, but his name brings shame. Famous, yet despised. Judas is synonymous with betrayal. That's why you cannot choose your friends according to worldly standards. You can't enter relationships based on secular thinking. You have to choose your friends based on the wisdom of God. I can be friendly to anyone, but I am not a friend of the wicked. I can love anyone, but I would not want to associate with those who will pull me down and destroy my destiny. I must be available to witness to the lost, but I'm seeking friendship only with those who share my faith in Christ, my love for God, and the values of the Bible. For if I get close to the wrong people, I will end up where I don't want to go. For Proverbs 29, 24 says, befriend an outlaw and become an enemy to yourself. When the victims cry out, you will be included in their curses. But it's not just known criminals we have to avoid. We have to be wise even among those who claim to follow Jesus Christ. You may be surprised to hear this, but the Bible actually tells us to avoid certain people in the church. Listen to God's word in Romans 16, 17 to 18. Watch out for people who cause divisions and upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what you've been taught. Stay away from them. Such people are not serving Christ our Lord. They're serving their own personal interests. By smooth talk and glowing words, they deceive innocent people. So the Bible tells us there are even some pastors, there are even some prophets we need to avoid. It doesn't matter what someone claims. It matters how they behave and what they say. For Jesus said in Matthew 7, Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. And friend, we need to be insightful about places we go, people we listen to, and the people we get involved with. You need to be careful of the prayer meetings you attend, the preaching you listen to, and the prophets you follow. Just because someone claims to be a prophet doesn't mean he's a prophet sent by God. Just because someone claims to be a pastor doesn't mean he or she is a pastor sent by God. Just because he tells you he saw something doesn't mean his vision came from God. You can't listen to someone on the radio just because they claim to be a man of God. You may think it doesn't affect you, but his false teaching may influence you more than you think. You can't contradict the word of God. Beware of false prophets. For the Bible says in Amos 3.3, can two walk together without agreeing on the direction? So where are you headed? Here in life, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you cannot walk with someone who's going in the opposite direction. My life is not perfect, but I'm headed on the path 
of righteousness. I'm headed on the path of sanctification and perfection. I'm walking with my Lord and moving in his direction. I'm headed for the heavenly eternal kingdom of my God and I won't turn back. I won't look back. I won't go back to the kingdom of darkness. And you have to decide today, where are you going? For the thing that determines your destination is the road you're on. Good intentions don't determine your destiny. The road I'm on will determine where I end up. The road I travel will lead me to my destination. And if I'm walking with someone who's going where I don't want to go, I need to leave him or leave her and get on the road that will take me to my destination. I have to be intentional about the impact and the influence of friends in my life. And that brings us to our third step to a better future with better friends. Make an intentional investment in friends. If you're going to have friends who will help you achieve your destiny, you have to be a friend who helps others achieve their destinies. God is calling you not only to seek friends who can help you, but to be a friend who will invest in others. That's why Hebrews 10:24 tells us, let us help each other to love others and to do good. And when you fulfill that command and help others and love others and do good to them, then you are sowing into your own future. God will raise you up and bless your future when you influence others around you for good. See, friends, the principle of sowing and reaping works in our friendships. If you want others to invest in you, you have to invest in them. If you want someone to mentor you, you have to mentor them. If you want to be blessed in your relationships, you have to be a blessing to others. This is the powerful principle we find in Proverbs 18.24. A man who has friends must himself be friendly. In other words, if you want better friends, you have to be a better friend. Friends working together to build each other up has a powerful outcome. And when friends help each other out, everybody wins. That's the lesson we can learn from the true story of Bernard Kiwia. Bernard Kiwia is known as the father of rural innovation in his homeland of Tanzania. He has an amazing talent to turn ordinary things into innovative tools to make life better. Bernard originally started out as a bicycle repairman in his village in Tanzania, but he quickly realized that the spare bicycle parts he was working with could actually produce many other new inventions. So Bernard started producing products that actually work in his village, all from bicycle parts. He invented a mobile phone charger and a windmill-operated washing machine. But most importantly, Bernard started an inventor's village called Twenday. He began intentionally investing in others so that he could share knowledge with them so they too could invent new products. Bernard didn't keep his success to himself. He opened up his life and invited others to walk with him on the road to success. Jesse Oljanga is one example of Bernard's investment. Bernard mentored Jesse and helped him invent an avocado oil press. Before the oil press, the avocados would rot where they fell because the farmers could not get a high enough price at the market. Now, women in the local community are using Jesse's oil press to extract the oil, which they sell in the market for a good profit. Magreth O'Mary is another example of Bernard's investment. Her life has been changed by the machine she created at Twende for cutting soap. It's allowed her to start her own soap business and also to share her machine with women in her town who are widows, giving them an income as well. 
She says, I'm thankful that my children are no longer kicked out of school because of unpaid tuition fees. And Bernard Kiwia helped Frank Mullel. Frank invented the Furt Cart, an adapted wheelbarrow which helps to cut down the time it takes to spread manure and fertilizer on fields by hand. Today, nearly 800 local innovators have used Twende, the inventor's workshop Bernard Kibuya started. My dream for the future is to see Tanzanians with our own products, tools that can help ourselves with our daily activities, says Bernard. And it's not hard to believe his dream for his future will come to pass. We can all predict Bernard's future, for he's walking the road that leads to success. He's keeping company with others who will help him get there. He's lifting them, and God will surely lift him in return. And the same truth applies to all of us today. When you intentionally invest in others, they benefit, and so do you. That's why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, 24, don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. For when you intentionally invest in others, you're sowing seeds for their future and for yours. That's the promise we find in Proverbs eleven thirty. Listen carefully. The seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. A wise person wins friends. And your investments in other people are seeds. In the future, they will become a tree of life. You can predict your future based on the seeds you plant. Plant no seeds, I predict no harvest. Plant many seeds, I predict a great harvest in your life. My wife and I have seen the evidence of this in our own lives. Back in the year 2000, God commissioned us to open the Agape Children's Home. We were excited to obey God and to help as many children as we could. We had a vision to rescue orphans and raise up godly children to become leaders in the church and in society. Over the last 21 years, it's been our great privilege to see many, many children rescued from poverty, abuse, and neglect. But what we didn't expect was the blessing that we would receive from investing in these precious children. We started the home to give love, but we've received far more love in return from our agape children. We started the home to help others, but we've received far more help in return. Some of our boys are now adults and they're working with us in the ministry. We started the home to bless children in need but we've received a far greater blessing in return from the children we've helped. The joy that they experience is our joy. When good things happen to them, it happens to us. When they succeed, we succeed. And the seeds we planted long ago have grown up to become trees of life. We are reaping the benefits of those trees today. My wife and I have spent our lives making intentional investments in the lives of others. And I can see our future clearly. I see never-ending celebrations in the lives of the children we've raised, of graduations, marriages, and grandchildren being born, milestones celebrated. I see accomplishments of the lives of the people I've sacrificed to help. I see the satisfaction of reaping rewards of a life well spent. And I can predict my future. 
I see hundreds and thousands of stars shining brightly in God's heaven. Each one reminding me that God is good and a life spent ministering to others is never wasted. I see my future and my future is bright. And I hope you'll see your future the way I see mine. I hope you'll see a future filled with the joy of a life spent making a difference in the lives of others. See, I've learned that you can predict your future. You can't predict everything that will happen. You can't avoid every pothole and you can't avoid every pain. But you can predict the future based on the company you keep. Walk with the wise and you'll be wise. Choose your friends carefully and they will help you grow. And intentionally invest in others and you'll reap a reward of joy and fulfillment. You'll follow the road that will take you to the destination called success. That's the rule of the road. That's the reward of the company you keep. And that's how to predict your future. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that every wrong connection, every wrong relationship amongst your children will be broken today. Lord, I pray for everyone watching and listening that's involved with people who are leading them astray. We break that covenant. We break that spiritual connection. We break that soul tie today in the name of Jesus. And I ask that you would loose your people and bring into their lives friends who will lead them on the right road to the right destination. Father, open our eyes and let us be intentional about choosing our friends and help us to realize that that begins by being a friend to others. Speak to everyone today. Show us where to invest ourselves and who to invest our lives in that we might bless them and receive your blessing as well. We thank you by faith in Jesus' name and everybody said amen and amen. Bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House, New Testament Church in East Avon. If you are ever in Accra, we would like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30, 9.30 or 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience. We're here all day.